0: Let me read to us our text for today in the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 15 to 20. Good morning and welcome to our God's Word for today, devotional. Romans chapter 6, verse 15 to 20. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey? either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that you were once slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you are committed. And having been set free from sin and have become slaves of righteousness, I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity, and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. So now, present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. So the question we ask today is, whose slaves are we? Because either we are going to be slaves of sin, or we are a slave to righteousness. Paul began here in verse 15 that we are not under the law anymore, but under grace through our faith in Christ. So Paul asks, what then? Are we to sin? By no means, he said. Because we are already freed in the Lord Jesus Christ, this freedom from the authority of sin should cause us to resist and reject, reject our sinful desires. We are not going to abuse the grace and the freedom that God has given us, are we? We are not to take God's grace and forgiveness lightly by indulging in them. So when we are free, free for what? We are free to do what we ought to do. We are not free to do what we want to do, according to the flesh. We have now the freedom to choose what is right and what is good and what is the will of God. So in other words, because we are freed in Christ, we have now the capacity to choose what is right. We should decide who to obey to, because to whom we obey, we become the slave of that person whom we obey. Paul pointed out that if we are going to obey sin, we will be doing lawlessness unto lawlessness and to so much lawlessness. But if we obey Christ, we are going to do righteousness unto sanctification. So there is this ongoing struggle or battle between serving sin or serving Jesus. This is an ongoing struggle in our lives to choose the right master or to decide every day to follow the right master, Jesus. But remember, sin is not our master anymore. Death is already gone. Sin is already already incapacitated in terms of its authority over us. But that does not mean that we, should, we cannot sin because we are still in this flesh that desire to sin. So if we follow sin, that's a choice that we do. It's not by default because we don't need to, but we can choose to be a slave to sin by choice. Our slavery to sin is a thing of the past, according to verse 17. We are not slaves to sin anymore, thanks to God. And how it is manifested? It's manifested in our obedience from the heart. I like this emphasis on obedience from the heart, because it's not out of obligation, it's not out of compulsion or coercion, but from the heart, as we are taught to according to the standard of the scriptures, we become slaves to righteousness. This is the term that sometimes we cannot really understand because to be a slave is a slave, slavery for us is a derogatory term. It's always associated with misery and hardships. But slaves to righteousness, that's what Paul turned here. By this, by this term, Paul means that as Christians, living in this present world, today, we should be presenting ourselves, our bodies, everything, our minds to God because we are under him, we belong to him, to accomplish his righteous purposes. Slaves to righteousness sounds odd to our modern mind that Paul would describe this commitment to be used by God for righteous purposes as slaves or slavery. Thus Paul said in verse 19, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Why? Because Paul has emphasized that Christians are absolutely under the full control or authority of God to be used for his purposes. In other words, we belong to him. We are bought with a price. We we don't own ourselves. In that sense, he is our master, absolute master, and we are his slaves. However, God, as our master, is not a tyrant. Is he? Is he a tyrant? No. God is always a loving father, and he does not compel us to act according according to our will. He does not force us and, and coerce us to act according or against our will. As the eternal good father, he is ever calling every one of us, to obey Him out of love, not by compulsion. This is the beauty of the Gospel because the beauty of the Gospel is that when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive Him not because we are deserving. It's by grace. It's a gift. Jesus' death and sacrifice at the cross is a gift to you and to me, and when we receive it, then he lives in us through the presence of the Holy Spirit and He empowers us in order that we can do His will. The love of Christ is shed abroad in our hearts because of the presence of the Holy Spirit so that we will learn to obey His will, His word, but out of love. We love Him because He first loved us. That's what John said in 1 John chapter 4 verse 19. In other words, there is no coercion, there is no compulsion in you and in me. When we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, is because of what he did at the cross. We are compelled by the love of Christ. We are compelled by his indescribable, unfathomable love. What compels you to serve God? Is it because you want to be saved? You want to merit heaven? You cannot do that. You cannot merit heaven by your good works. Because nobody is perfect. Nobody can fulfill the law. It's only the Lord Jesus Christ, His life, the perfect life, sinless life, who died at the cross for your your sin and my sin, that was acceptable to God. That's why when we believe in Him, we will be forgiven. We belong to His family. Not only that, we have given the privilege to serve Him as His children. We belong to Him, and that should be our motivation to serve God. Paul emphasized here that man could not be morally independent or neutral. Could man be neutral or morally independent before God? No. There are only two choices and there is no middle ground. Either you and I are serving sin or we are serving righteousness or we are serving Christ. There is no in-between. In other words, this depends upon what kind of heart do you have and I have. Either we have an unregenerated heart that don't have the Holy Spirit, or we have a renewed heart because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit lives in us. As the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, is 17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old has passed away, the new has come. So an unrenewed heart, unregenerated heart loves to sin. There's no question about it. A bad tree will always bear bad fruit. But if you are a good, if you are, you have a good heart, like a good tree, you will also bear good fruit. A renewed heart desires to live godly. I hope and I pray that you have come real to that realization in your lives or in your particular life that you have to choose to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that the Lord will change you, your heart. He will, he will give you a new heart with new desires to love the Lord and not to love sin anymore. There will be a change. There will be a paradigm shift from loving this world, loving the sin that we used to do, and the old lifestyle that we do, that is contrary, rebellious against God, now to want to serve God. Now, God does not expect us to be perfect. We are still in this flesh, but do we have really that desire? Do we really strive? We have this struggle. Lord, I want really to follow you. I want to obey you. And I have this struggle because my flesh is weak and it's pulling me down. Yet, that desire is in your hearts to follow him is there, very strong. It's because of the new life, the new desire that God has placed in your life through the Holy Spirit. I hope that you will continue to follow the Lord as a Christian, as a believer. And despite the tension, despite the struggle, let's claim that we can live for Christ because greater is he. He has overcome sin, death, and hell. He is our master, and death and sin has no power over you and me anymore. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Lord, uh, we fail you in a lot of cases, Lord, in following your will. But thank you, Lord, that you can teach us, Lord, how to overcome sin, not to Go back to our sinful lifestyle. Lord, Meet me that you will continue to use this truth today to remind us, Lord, to submit and surrender to your leadership, to your control every day, Lord. As your slaves, as your children, we are not going to follow you and obey your will out of compulsion or coercion, but because of love, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit, in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this truth today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.